welcome to The Golfing Mind. I'm your host, Robin Seeger, and this is a podcast where we talk about golf in general, but we talk about the mental game of golf in particular. I've said many times that uh, the mental game of golf is about 80% of the game of golf when it comes down to performance levels. Now, I'm also the first to admit that the game of golf can be a very fascinating subject, but also quite a dry subject. It's not something you can demonstrate. You can't make a video showing uh, aspects of the mental game as it's very much about the interior or the uh, the mind, how we use the mind to benefit ourselves on the course. But today I just wanted to share with you um, my five current favorite quotes in golf. Um, I have collected golf books for many, many years. There's hundreds of quotes I love, but the ones that I come back to time and time again, I think contain a great deal of wisdom within them. So I thought it'd be quite nice to look at them today and share them with you. So um, let's start with Walter Hagen. Walter Hagen uh, was a golfer in the 1920s. He was an extremely gifted athlete. He could have become a professional uh, baseball player, but he chose golf. He was incredibly stylish and he was I believe the professional golfer who more than any other in the history of the game took the status of the professional golfer from that of being a, a workman who didn't belong in the clubhouse with the gentleman members to a professional uh, person with the same status and standing as any other member of any private club anywhere in the world. So he had an extraordinary charisma. Uh, he was just an extraordinary extraordinarily good player and particularly good under pressure. He had a philosophy on golf that I loved. He used to say, I expect to hit seven bad shots around. So when I hit a bad shot, I don't get upset because who doesn't hit seven bad shots around? And it's true. You know, nobody hits, you know, perfect shots every time, all the time. Even when you have a great round of golf, there'll be shots you think, oh, could have been a little straighter, longer or whatever. Anyway, the uh, quotation of Walter Hagen's that I love, I really love, he said, you don't have the game you played last year or last week. You've only got today's game. It may be far from your best, but that's all you've got. Harden your heart and make the best of it. Now, I find that very um, enlightening in many ways because most people want to play their best golf all the time. Well, that's natural. But the reality is, on a day-to-day -day basis, we're never going to reproduce perfection. And we're never going to reproduce um, what I call a streak. Most golfers I know will tell me of a day when they went out and they sank every putt. And I've had days when the, the hole looked the size of a bucket and I couldn't miss. I've had other days when even from six feet, I'm thinking of three putting. Go figure. Um, but what Walter Hagen says in his quote is, you know, make the most of what you have on the day. Don't go there being upset that you're not playing as well as you played the previous day or week or year. And don't uh, make it any more difficult for yourself than you need to. And I think it's something we could all learn from. Too often, you know, people get upset that they're not playing great golf. Well, even when I'm playing good golf, there's still loose shots in there. And even and I've played with professional golfers of very high caliber, and they'll hit one or two just absolutely stinkers. Now, if they can do that, I can do that. Trust me, that's what we can have in common, the ability to hit stinkers. 
I have few more than them, but I do not let it interfere with my ability to try my best to do my best. So that was that. The other thing I think is a great quote from uh, Bobby Jones. Now, it's one of those quotes from Bobby Jones that, you know, I came across. And I thought, that's a really good, good quote. And I haven't heard it referred to in many books. But he said, one reason golf is such an exasperating game is that a thing we learned is so easily forgotten. And we find ourselves struggling year after year with faults we had discovered and corrected time and time again. When you look at your principal fault in golf, you'll discover it's been with you probably for a long time. Very few people go from being lifelong hookers of the ball to suddenly lifelong slicers. People who hit the ball fat don't suddenly start hitting the ball thin. We tend to have consistent faults. They're almost deeply ingrained into our muscle memory and it is very frustrating when we spend time fixing a fault only for it to come back a couple of years later and bug us. But what are you going to do about it? Well, I think what you do is you do your best to understand what the problem is. And we shouldn't make it any harder on ourselves than it currently is by getting overly upset about it. Now, this is a theme I talk about a lot with my clients. I say, look, don't get upset. You know, Ben Hogan once famously said, relax. How can you relax and play golf at the same time? And I've got clients who tell me that. They go, look, when I'm out there, it's life or death. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think golf is life or death. You know, I think surgeons are involved in life and death. People in the rescue services are in, involved in life and death. We are playing a game. So keep it in context. I can't give a quote without talking about Jack Nicholas because here's a quote I love. He said, resolve never to quit, never to give up, no matter what the situation. And I would say that is a signature of the great, great players. They never, never give up. There was uh, an open championship played at Muirfield and it was the first time Tiger Woods had played an open championship in Muirfield. And I'm trying to remember what year it was, but I remember he went out and uh, if memory serves me, right he lost his opening tee shot can you believe that he hit an iron for safety into the deep rough never saw the ball again but he went out he played well he went out the next day and he played well and on the third day um he was playing at the back of the field he was doing well in the tournament he was in in contention and a storm came out of nowhere and um he shot an 80 or an 81 it was just horrendous conditions as only you get in that part of scotland and Colin Montgomery, who was in a similar situation to him, had also scored very poorly because of the conditions. You know, if you or I went out in Muirfield, played off the tips in a storm and shot 81, we'd dine out in it for the rest of our lives. It'd be considered the greatest round we ever played. But in the unforgiving spotlight of tournament golf, shooting 81 in the third round, irrespective of the weather, is 81, and you're out the tournament. So he's out. He's not, he's not going to win the Open Championship. The next day, the final day, he went out early because he wasn't in contention and he shot a 65. I think he was seven under par. Again, I'll have to double check these or I should have done that before the podcast, but eh, you've got the gist. So please don't write to me saying it was six under. Oh, you can if you want, but I won't be replying to you. And 
<clears throat> the point the point I'm making is that he didn't give up. He has pride. Um, some golfers, and there's not many of them in the professional circuit, play for legacy. You know, they want to be remembered as one of the greats or what they now call as one of the goats, one of the greatest of all time. And Woods had that. Nicholas had that in spades. They just never gave up on any shot. And I remember seeing Jack Nicholas play when I was a young fella and seeing him, you know, when he's well out of contention with a wedge shot and he is giving it everything. And I think, and this is a personal view of mine, I think it's pride. I think if you're Jack Nicholas or Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or whoever you might be, when you step over a golf ball and people are watching you, you know this may be the only time these people ever get to see you hit a ball. And they want you to remember having seen them hit a ball. I remember Fowler once said that his, you know, he was a huge fan of Ben Hogan's. And Hogan was a character who had reached such levels of greatness or mythologized greatness that people would say, I saw Ben Hogan play golf. My father in 1953 went to Carnoustie and he followed Ben Hogan in the practice rounds and in the four rounds in the tour. My dad watched him play and he, and he said to me, I, I saw him hit every shot in the Open Championship. And Faldo said, you know, he wanted to be remembered by people saying of him in later life, I saw Nick Faldo play. So that's what you, when Nicholas says, no matter what the situation, resolve never to quit, never to give up. It's a really great, great quote. Now, another quotation um, that I really like comes from Sam Sneed. And he says, forget your opponents, always play against par. And I think too often, and I've seen it in tournament play, when two people are tied for the lead and they go out, they play each other. They don't play the course. And uh, Bobby Jones was a big fan of saying, play old man par, play the course, your opponent. Because if you play your opponent and they're in a bunker, you might then think, well, I'll just play safe because they're in a bunker. Meanwhile, you had a loose shot and they play the shot of the life to get out. So just play the par of the course. It's a really good thing to do. Too often we get caught up um, against these ideas that, you know, uh, I just need to beat them by one shot. No, I, I look, I get that, especially in things like the uh, the Ryder Cup, the Curtis Cup, the Walker Cup, these things. So winning is the most important thing. So if your opponent hits it in the water, then naturally you can make a decision. But overall, you can't rely on your on your opponent making mistakes. You've got to rely on playing under par or playing against par to the best of your ability. Um, and... There's another quote, this is kind of a, a fun quote that uh, I came across and it's currently my one of my favourites, but it's not serious. The proper score for a business person golfer is 90. If they are better than that, they are neglecting their business. If they are worse, they're neglecting their golf. <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, I, I think for the average amateur golfer, if you're breaking 90, you're playing your golf. Yeah, you know, if you have a regular full-time job and you can't get to the practice ground and you play once or twice a month and you can shoot around 90, that's that's good golf. And don't you know, give yourself a hard time. I was told, and I don't know if the statistic is right, so I'm not even going to attempt to claim I know the answer, but I was told once in less, that less than 3% of golfers break 100. I find that hard to believe. Break 90, I can believe. But... Most golfers 
don't break 90. And therefore, if you're shooting in the 90s and you are enjoying yourself, that's great. Don't neglect your life just to play golf and don't neglect your golf at the expense of your life. Keep them both in balance. As I say, these are were five quotes that I think are quite insightful. The last quote was more for fun, but there's a little element of truth therein. As I've uh, said many times, if you're serious about developing your um, abilities on the golf course by developing your mental game, I would love to talk with you or more importantly, send you to seegergolf.com. There's a link attached to this uh, podcast and you can sign up for a 13-week in-depth training program based on the book Silent Mind Golf, which goes through all aspects of the mental game and trains you to use your mind with meditation, guided visualizations and other techniques of practice that will strengthen your mind. It can be done and why not? So that's it for this week. Until we speak again, may I wish you many happy days and hours on the range, on the course and in the 19th hole, swapping stories about what could have happened and what did happen. As always, yours in golf, play well, Until we speak again, take care.